Hi, I'm Iris Muller. I'm a certified rehabilitation counselor and a proud mom of two children, one of whom has quadriplegic cerebral palsy and is nonverbal. And I'm Alma Schneider, a licensed clinical social worker and the proud mom of four children, one of whom has Prader-Willi syndrome. In this podcast, we discuss the uncensored truth about raising kids with disabilities. Prepare to laugh, cry, and hopefully learn something new. This is Two Moms No Fluff. Hello, Iris. Hello, Alma. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Excited to record another episode. Yes, me too. Well, everyone, welcome to Two Moms No Fluff. For those of you who are new to our podcast, we are two moms who do not fluff, uh, talking about all things related to parenting children with disabilities. And we are very happy that you're here today. We have an exciting episode for you today that I'll let Iris tell you about. Yes, today we're going to talk about something that all of us have and uh, we all celebrate its birthdays and how we, sorry? I said, yay, birthdays. (laughs) Yeah, and how we celebrate them while including people with disabilities, especially the children with disabilities in the celebration and how and uh, maybe how and why we celebrate birthdays also for our children with disabilities and Mm -hmm. um, we want to share some of those tips because obviously birthdays are important for for children and adults alike and we want to share the good the bad and the ugly sometimes of what happens during birthday parties with the hopes that this would help you with your friends with kids with disabilities and with your own children if they have a disability and how to navigate the birthday celebration yeah it can be you know like all of the other topics or most of the topics that we discuss there's an emotional piece and a practical piece so The emotional piece, I always like to start with that, because if we don't deal with the emotional piece, we might not be able to even address the practical pieces because our brains won't be able to wrap, you know, our heads, we won't be able to wrap our heads around what we need to do or even know what our own needs are if we're not in the emotional space to do so. So birthdays. This also is an issue for, just like many of the topics that we discuss, this is an issue for regular parenting as well, parenting kids with, with, you know, typical lives, that it can be hurtful if our kids aren't invited to a birthday party. And let's face it, even if we as adults are not invited to somebody's birthday party, we might get upset about it Um, or have that FOMO, that fear of missing out. But when it's our child, that lioness in us comes out like, what? They didn't invite my child? And it might be, you know, anger, but the real truth is underneath that anger is sadness and fear and isolation that our kid isn't being included. So it's a legit feeling. It is a legit feeling because as Iris, you mentioned, these are milestones. These are, it's, it's a place where kids come together and they're a very typically a very positive experience. And we want our kids to be able to participate in those with their peers. So when they're not invited or when something goes awry at a party, it can be really, really upsetting. So let's, let me start off with, um, the idea, the concept of communication, which is very important. Sometimes 
people don't, our friends and our family don't realize that it's important for our kid to be invited. So as much as we can make that clear to people, um, of course, it's going to depend on the level of friendship you have with people. If you barely know someone and you're telling them that you want them to invite your kid to the birthday party, that might be a little going a little bit too far. We might have to just vent to a friend that we're upset that they weren't invited and it hurt our feelings because we are, um, you know, it's a narcissistic injury to us <laughs> when it isn't invited. But, um, you know, if you have a, a deeper level of friendship with someone, I think it's always good to bring it up and say, you know, I'm, I'm, I was surprised why, you know, my child wasn't invited. Is there some, some reason? And I, and I do want to, I don't want to um, put, put people on the defensive. I think that a lot of people who have kids don't even, they might think, they might not even consider the kid with a disability. One, because when our kids are little, they might not be in their class. Um, and if they are in their class and they have an aide, perhaps, or they seem very, very different, or they're simply not friends with their child, with their child, the person having the party, it might not even cross their mind to invite that kid because that's what happens with typical kids. If you're not friends with them, you don't invite them. Parents of kids with disabilities and parents of kids who who do not have a disability, please remember that kids who have disabilities oftentimes, or kids who seem a little different oftentimes are not invited to birthday parties. And it could be such a beautiful act of kindness to simply invite the child. And if it crosses your mind that, oh, they won't be able to come because it'll be too difficult for them, they use a wheelchair or their behavior is such that this is just not gonna, they won't have a good time or err on the side of inviting them and let them make that decision let them decide on how they're going to deal with that invitation. Okay, so that's number one. Invite them, I guess, is the number one. <laughs> Simply include them and invite them. And then you could take it from there. This has happened with us where someone has said to me, oh, well, I thought that, you know, because there's going to be a lot of food, it would be too difficult. Well, let the parent make that decision. I understand. And that's, that's, that's really nice that they were even considering that because they were trying to spare us. But in the process, it made us feel unincluded, AKA excluded. So <laughs> we're on the side of inviting. Um, I don't know if you want to tell a little story, Iris, if you have one. Um, yeah, I, I, I just with the... Into, <laughs> uh, yes, I see you kind of jumped into the topic like with no stopping. I'm just I know it's a uh, kind of like hitting close to home when we talk about parties and exclusion. Mm -hmm. uh, exclusion is a really hard uh, phenomenon that if um, anyone had the chance to deal with before, they know how hurtful it is and how the repercussion of, of, of it like can affect for many uh, days, weeks, and sometimes years after. So mm -hmm. uh, with regards to exclusion, I can say that I had that happened to me more than once that people would tell me after the fact that, well, it was in a jamboree, so a she couldn't participate about my daughter or it was in our house and we have three steps to go in so we didn't invite you like all little things that we could have resolved on our own if uh, we were aware of the challenge problem and also of the birthday party i think for many kids that i know with behavioral issues 
the, you know, the family who celebrates tends not to invite the child with behavioral issues because they don't want them to ruin their child's special day. Mm-hmm. And there, there's kind of so many things to, to say about, uh, about that and how you can prevent that from happening. But also mm-hmm. what I want to say is how can you expect children with behavior issues to learn how to behave in a birthday party if you never invite them? And as a society, you know, we, we put a lot of emphasis on, a, you know, transition ceremonies like birthday parties. Mm-hmm. And uh, for, for parents of children with special needs, this is a kind of a hard point anyway, because many times as we celebrate the, you know, kids around us and their birthdays, there are also many, many milestones that that child achieved in between the previous birthday and this one. And Mm -hmm. when we compare, and I know we shouldn't compare, I am in that field, but we compare as parents always, we can't avoid it, it's human nature. And uh, the comparison is sometimes so painful. It's just so hard to like reach, you know, I don't know, three years old, six years old, eight years old, and your kid keeps on falling more and more behind. And uh, it's a, it's a, difficult thing to deal with but nevertheless it would be very sad to have the people around us celebrate life you know by celebrating the um, the happiness that they have of having their children uh, and not not include us in that that circle and mm-hmm. again alma you said something really important that you don't uh, expect or hope that you know strangers or acquaintances that you're not close with would invite uh, your kid. We are talking here about the people that are very close to us <laughs> that, that chose regardless uh, to, to skip our kids when it comes to, to special events like that. Um, I'll, I'll have more, of course, to say again, but I'll, I'll, pass, the, <laughs> I'll pass the torch to you <laughs> and we'll continue onward. Okay. Um, when a parent is having a party, here's, here's where a little tip strategy can come in. If you are having a party, whether you have a child with a disability or not, your child's needs are going to be probably different from the person you're inviting. So even if you, your child has a disability, the, the supports are going to be different. The accommodations are probably going to be different unless you have the exact same disability and your kids are clones of each other. So it's always helpful to, to generalize it to all the people who are invited. And I so appreciate my friends who do this. My son's close friends, this is what we all do with each other. They let me know what they're going to be providing so that I have the opportunity to um, strategize with them how to make it as as stress-free and as inclusive as possible. So as an example, um, recently I have a, a, a newer friend who is in our group and um, I asked, and so the onus is on us as well as the person having the party. Um, but I contacted the mom and I said, um, thank you so much for having this party. He's very excited. Can you let me know what you're gonna be serving? Because, um, she had mentioned that there would be snacks. She um, went on to list um, a very, very long list of food that was going to be served at the party where the kids were gonna be able to get the food themselves. It was gonna be sort of buffet style. 
And I went into a panic because the first thing I thought of is, oh my gosh, my son who has Prader-Willi syndrome, who has to have limited calories and who will have the additional meltdown either at home or at the party if he sees the other kids eating it and he's not allowed to, this just set me into an emotional state. And I got, I was like, oh my God, because what goes through my mind um, and through a lot of other people's minds when, when they find out what's going to be at a party is, oh my gosh, if I reach out to this parent, I'm going to ruin their party because their child probably wants all this stuff, all these treats and, and all these snacks. And here I am, I'm only one person invited to the party and I'm asking them to change the plan of their party and for the mom and the dad or whoever else is, is planning this party. We don't, you know, we're so, so often in a position of asking people to accommodate for us. And um, it's so important that um, we acknowledge that there's a way to ask for accommodations that are not changing up, necessarily changing up the party. And if the people inviting us want our child to come, they will be more than happy probably to accommodate our child. They probably just don't know the ins and outs of our kid's disability and what their needs are. So I sat with this information for a little while after I got, you know, found out what the list was. And mind you, this was going to be a bunch of snacks in between mealtime. So it was in addition to whatever we were going to give our son lunch and you know for lunch and dinner so this was going to be all additional food that i had to navigate how are we going to be able to allow our kid to go to this party that he really wants to go to and is very excited about and that they they were excited to have in there how are we going to navigate this with all this food that you know they've planned so i contacted the mom and i prefaced everything with this is really awkward and i don't want to you know change up your party but and I was so very appreciative because she immediately said, this is what we need to do for each other. You know, we're friends, we're, let's make this work. Just, you know, tell me what you need. So immediately it put me at ease and made me feel more comfortable that this person cares about, knows my kid, knows that, you know, he has certain needs that need to be addressed at a party. And um, she was very open to hearing what I had to say. So we were able to completely not alter the party to the point where she wasn't going to be able to have any food, but this is what we did. We simply made the, a lot of the snacks lunch instead of snacks because it was a little bit late to have a lunch. It was at 1.30, but I was able to tell my son, oh, this is lunch because my, you know, part of Prader-Willi syndrome is that there is a structure to all the meals. So if I had given him lunch, he wouldn't have understood or been able to, can, you know, comprehend that he can't, that this is an all additional. He would understand it on one level, but it wouldn't matter. He would want all that food. So we presented, all we had to do was change the presentation. Uh, mentally, that this is lunch. Instead of her having the popcorn and the pretzels and um, as, as something that was sitting out where the kids could get it themselves, she offered to limit, there were chicken nuggets there. She limited the number of chicken nuggets. She put, she gave everyone the exact same amount on a plate. She put 
in a set amount of popcorn, a set amount of the pretzels, and all the kids were served that. She was going to have apple juice or water as a choice. I said, she said, would it be better if I just gave water? I said, yes, please, because that's more calories. So we just, we'd only had to, we just altered how it was going to be done. He was still able to participate just like the other kids and not feel like he was different because that's a real issue for my particular situation. My son feeling like he's different from everyone else. Simply changing it up and working together. We were probably on the phone talking about this for a total of five minutes, figuring it out. My, and then there were gonna be treats that were associated with games that they were doing. If you won, you got these treats. And she decided to hand the bag of the treats at the end to the parent when they were being picked up so the child didn't have control over what was in that bag. So then I could give my son a treat once a day for a dessert, one small treat, instead of him having this in his hands where he was going to eat all the candy at once. So it was a conversation. It was her being open to her, me asking what was going to be there, her being completely open to modifying it so that my son could be included. And it worked out perfectly. And they all had a fantastic time. I had a three and a half hour break because I didn't have to be there monitoring this because she promised that she and her husband were going to be supervising so he wouldn't be able to sneak any extra food. And I got a lovely break. My son was able to participate and it was all because of open communication and being open to modifying to accommodate for inclusion. Awesome. Yeah, I think that the the, the bit about communication and the bit about uh, like the little extra step that sometimes is needed to actually include kids with disability this is this is what's important don't yeah. assume they can't participate because this is what you think about the condition talk to the parents and let let the family decide and in many cultures and many religions you know when you have like a joyful event or a celebration in in your life cycle you also do a good deed to, to accompany that, whether it's uh, donating to a, a charity or, uh, you know, giving something to the poor, whatever it is in your culture. But uh, we are inviting you today to consider as your good deed to invite a child who's not maybe necessarily a very good friend of your child, but to invite them to a birthday party. It would be such a contribution to the kids that are in the party to be exposed to inclusion and to be exposed to a child who's a little different than they are, whether it's behavior or a physical ability, or I guess other maybe a facial deformity, whatever, whichever it is, uh, exposure is always good and educational. And B, you'll be doing a good deed for that child and their family, because uh, when we include people, we do a good, not just for the family, but for society as a whole. And that's uh, not charity. That's again, I always want to differentiate between pity. It's a good deed. <laughs> it, yeah. It's something that is um it's not it's not pitying the person, it's including them. And there's a difference. There's a real difference. And you're reminding me of uh, you know, in the Jewish culture, when when a boy uh, turns 13 and a girl turns 12 or 13, there is a big party called a bar mitzvah or a name mitzvah. Um, or a boss mitzvah if it's a girl and I will never forget um, I went to one of my we have family friends 
and their son had a bar mitzvah. And I saw so many kids who were, I knew because I've lived in this town for a long time, who had disabilities. And he invited all of them that were in the school. And I just, he, and it wasn't just that he invited them as a token um, gesture, he was friends with them and they were all there. And it made me really realize how there are so many bar mitzvahs in our town and I have dropped my kids off at so many of them. We've had our own uh, for our kids and you don't see these kids being invited and bar and the, all the kids go back to school and they talk about how fun the party was and all this. And these kids are not invited typically. And again, I, I don't think it's an act of malice not to, you know, they're intentionally not inviting them, but they're not on the radar of the kids. And it's just an extra level of, of, of pain, you know, for everyone involved. And again, this isn't just kids with disabilities. These are also other kids who were just not invited. So when having a party for your child at any age, you know, I implore you, we implore you, think about people who may not be invited to, that it might mean something really significant for kids who are, may not be invited to a lot of things to, to invite them. It goes a long way. Yeah. And uh, like, I, I can think just uh, off the top of my head about like different accommodations that in my kind of close circle we had to do before. And the, the things, for example, uh, we have a, a girl in our uh, group that has a, a severe food allergies. And uh, for her, because she cannot even be around because it's a uh, touch uh, contamination also can be so we always kind of separate the parties into two sections, the activity portion and the food portion. And then when the activity is over, we, uh, we give the, that kid a, a goodie bag before, uh, before she leaves. And that concludes the party for her. And only after she leaves, then we serve the food. So there's, there isn't kind of, she doesn't miss the party as a whole. And also what you mentioned about goodie bags, this is a very easy way to kind of level the playing field is to use goodie bags that are not transparent. And then if there's food allergies or any other food related issues, you fill the goodie bag of the child with the food kind of challenges with uh -huh. non-food items and you can uh -huh. give all the other kids candies i'm against candies anyway but never mind but you give all the other kids uh, whatever you wanted to originally give what your child maybe chose to put in the goodie bags but you prepare a, a nice goodie bag in advance for the, that child so there isn't a problem later on at home that they don't carry a bag of uh, trouble for when they arrive home so that's like a little thing that can be done and also with with accommodations you know Sometimes I'm actually like shocked with the level of consideration and thought that other parents are putting into inviting my kid to their party. Like, again, an example, I guess in early ages, there is a lot of time, uh, very active birthday parties in which the kids are going to a trampoline uh, arena or like a gymboree or whatever it is. There is like a, a bouncy castle hall, whatever. And uh, 
many times I would like have uh, friends of mine call me and say, okay, we already talked to the venue. They are completely wheelchair accessible. They have two instructions, the instructors that said that they can lift her out of the wheelchair and bring her to the trampoline. The only thing that they can't do is the uh, monkey bar. Uh, are you okay with like skipping the monkey bar? I'm just like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like they thought like 10 steps ahead of me. And, and that's like so super kind. In uh, parties that were made at home, I had a mom once do like, a, you know, those social games that kids have to pass a ball, do this, do that. And, and she went ahead and thinking of like a game that uh, my daughter with her limited mobility can participate in and, and created kind of an activity. And when, uh, when they needed to choose volunteers for that game, uh, they started with inviting my daughter and and that's that's just like you know you you can't stop being grateful for for mm -hmm. that and, yeah. and it's just so important i um i know that uh, for each family for each child the challenges might be different some kids cannot tolerate like loud music other kids are afraid of balloons there's like many different variations to what might be the, the problem but mm -hmm. the easiest way is A, to invite, and B, mm -hmm. to check with the parents to make that extra phone call, not just to send an invitation. And for like two minutes, just discuss the venue, the food, and possible kind of social interactions that might be uh, problematic. And, and trust me, the parents would be so happy to have you think about them. Yes. They would find a way to make it uh, happen. And uh, it's, um, it's really an opportunity to, um, not just uh, again to to do good but to to make our world a better place one birthday party at a time that's what i think beautiful beautiful uh one more thing that you reminded me of is uh, a way to accommodate someone is to allow them to have or to invite the parent or a guardian to assist the child because um, you know, and sometimes parties are expensive. I was just talking about bar mitzvahs, or if you're talking about a sweet 16 as the kids get older or quinceanera, these, sometimes kids really can't function on their own uh, well enough to, to be able to be at a party by themselves. So invite, offering to invite the, uh, the, the aid or the parent is, is something that's, that's very generous. If you're able to do that, that would be great. I've had to, you know, be in the awkward position of saying, you know, my son can attend, but I'd need to be there with him. Is that okay? Um, and when oftentimes at, at these, these kinds of events, the, if you are having a party at a place of worship, you may not know from, you know, a place of worship and you may not know the families that well. Um, yet there's the child is still invited. You don't have to bring your child. You don't even have to tell your child that they're invited. Cause if this is someone who's an acquaintance but the whole class is being invited, there have been times where I didn't attend. I didn't even tell my, my son about it because he didn't know the child anyway. And it was going to be a major stressor to be, to have all of that food there. It would just have been so, um, traumatic for my son to just be, to not be able to eat the food. And even if I were there, there would be a lot of problems. And I have 
chosen to just simply not, you know, to decline politely. Thank you so much, but we're not going to be able to attend because this isn't a person that he even is friends with. So I just avoid the, the event altogether. But if it is someone and you'd like your child to go, and if it is a family friend or someone that is important, I would just ask. They can always say no and say, I totally understand if you can't accommodate yet another person to the party. But I would ask because if they're inviting your child, I would imagine that they have some sense that there are some, some needs there that are gonna need to be addressed or accommodated. So just yes. ask, they can always say no if you can attend. Yes, and this is a shout out for families with kids with disabilities. If you did say that you are coming and the other family is making the effort and bothering to accommodate you, whether they changed the menu or made a special arrangement in one or another way for your child, please attend. Or, yes, or just or in, in decline <laughs> ahead of time because this is such a bad, I think, a social relationship to make another family go out of your way to accommodate and uh, make changes and then not to show up. I have to say this happened to me kind of on the organizing uh, side. And sometimes we invested a lot of uh, time and effort to, to kind of create, uh, whether it was a, a menu or activity or, um, you know, a giveaway that would uh, be inclusive of a specific child, and then the family didn't show up the last minute, and it was like, wow, we went through so many different uh, channels to, to make it work, and that, that was, uh, in a way, also <laughs> insulting. So yeah. that's, that's something important to remember. But I, these are rare occasions, and uh, I think all in all, please do invite us. And <laughs> now I want to kind of maybe change the, ch change the angle a bit and uh, talk about our kids' birthdays mm -hmm. and us inviting other people to attend our birthdays. And uh, that being said, I, uh, I think that uh, many times uh, when we invite people, I think they, they think to themselves, but my kid is not a very good friend of your child. Uh, they barely talk to each other at school. Parents, wake up call. We invite <laughs> your kid, even though he's not a good friend of your kid or our kid, because our kid does not have any good friends. They don't sometimes have any friends at all. Please, please bring your kids to our birthday parties because otherwise we'll just be sitting at home with a crying child with a cake that nobody is there to oh, eat. You're killing me. You're killing me, Iris. Well, it's true. You know, I, I once said we had a bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah, sorry, bat mitzvah party that never happened. Thank you, COVID. Uh, yeah. It, uh, My like, kids were very upset because they were invited and they were going to go. And I know. It was canceled, but it was COVID. Yes, like 10 days after the quarantine started, <laughs> everything was ready. Anyway, moving on. Uh, but, but uh, you know, my own brother was telling me that, uh, well, we don't want to come from far away because uh, there would be so many people that uh, maybe we should come uh, when, when you guys are less busy or something like that. I understand the logic, but I also like, it's kind of like, Listen, how many people do you think there are in our lives that would really come and give our child the love she needs on, its, on that special day? This is not a normal situation. And I know sometimes for our friends and family, 
it's hard to understand the concept of a child growing up in a level of social isolation because there is always a level of social isolation that comes with the disability and how much their uh, support and involvement is important uh, mm -hmm. to our child and to us as a family. And mm -hmm. uh, I want to encourage everybody, if you are invited, please bring in the energy, bring in your kids and just help us celebrate because it is hard as is. It's, it's, I, I'm really glad you brought that up because it's, it's, people have to step up. I'm just going to say it, you know, family and close friends, time to step up because we love you and we count on your support because sometimes we don't have the support of the outside world as much as we'd like to, as much as, you know, we'd like for our children. So when thinking, okay, am I going to be able to do this? put that extra bit of energy and time in to come. I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's that's a big one that I think a lot of people deal with. Yes. And then I think that there is always kind of maybe a, a level of uncomfortableness around gifts. And people many times kind of were like, what does she want for a gift? They were really like helpless and clueless about gifts. So I want to say, first of all, just come. We really, really don't care about the gifts. The gifts are not important. It's your presence. It's the event. It's the experience. Please forget about not the gifts. Not my kid. Not yeah. my kid. My kid wants the presence. So bring okay. them. <laughs> It doesn't have to, it could be an event, it could be an outing. It doesn't have to be something that costs a lot of money, but you better show up with something or I'm going to be hearing about it for the next two years from him. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but again, if, if this is something that intimidates you, uh, in making that call to the parents is always a good strategy. And uh, I, uh, I think um, we are going to do a separate episode about uh, gifts and uh, and about kind of family events and uh, what um, other recommendations for our kids we can uh, go a little bit into details about it today today but in in general i wanted to say that um, the parents are your best allies when it comes to an event like that always just make a phone call send a text ask something and don't be intimidated to look maybe i guess unknowledgeable or uneducated or something like that even yeah. with typical kids I sometimes like text the parents like what would uh, Johnny like for his yeah. birthday is a Lego set okay or would he prefer I don't know Monopoly <laughs> I don't yeah. know yeah. but ju just ask it's okay not to know and it's uh, and we know that uh, Johnny and my daughter are not good friends and uh, they're just in the same class together so just call and we will tell you <laughs> yes no big deal no big deal well, I hope we've given a lot of useful information. Please, in the comments, please let us know your failed stories on your part, on other people's parts, and what people have done, more importantly, to make a better experience for, for your birthday parties and for when you attend other people's birthday parties. These are really, really meaningful events. It's not just a birthday party. It's, it's, it packs a lot of, it's very layered. It's very loaded. So we really, you know, we wanted to make this episode a separate episode just about birthday parties because all kids have them. <laughs> all right. Thank well, you, Alma. And thank you, uh, thank you for everyone who was listening today and looking forward to seeing you again soon. Bye.
For more information, please go to www.twomomsnofluff.com. Thank you.